Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage. I am Rancy. It's level three. We talked a lot about the Hughes brothers uh, tonight. Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, Quinn Hughes, all in action. And I can't believe the two of the three brothers have scored now and Quinn's not one of them. This is crazy. So the two devil Hughes brothers have scored. Dude, Luke Hughes was like 8-1, to 10-1. to one. <laughs> uh, All right, it's 5-2 in the game, but there's still a period left. And we've got that same game part. We need Quinn Hughes to score a goal, man, and we hit that plus 800. All right? Like, and that's got to be a record. Somebody's got to – we'll get on top of this. Uh, we said it's only the ninth time ever that uh, three brothers played in the same game. What about, like, all three brothers scoring in the same game? Quinn, you're letting us all down. Quinn's going to score. I'm, I'm calling it. He's going to score in the third period. So we're going to lose the Canucks side of this game. You know what my problem is, too? I got over 27 and a half saves with Demko. Dude, the, the Devils have 19 shots on goal, but they've scored five times. Julia has 14 saves. I don't think we're going to hit the save prop. This game is not going the way that I would like it to go unless we can get this goal prop on the way out. Um, so it's 5-2. We're going into the third period of play, and the Hughes brothers are putting on a show. Jack Hughes has scored. Luke Hughes has scored. We'll see if Quinn Hughes uh, can score. We're going into the fourth quarter right now. Of the in-season tournament uh, quarterfinal matchup, the winner goes to Vegas to play the New Orleans Pelicans, who beat uh, our boy Tommy's uh, Kings. Uh, Tommy wasn't with us last night, but uh, sorry, Tommy. I bet on the Pelicans last night. Felt like it was a Pelican spot. So uh, the Pelicans are close. Looking at this right now, guys, to me, I don't know. We'll get the updated number at the end of the night here, but Milwaukee are going to win this thing. And shout out to everybody joining us on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Good Radio Networks. I am Gabriel Moretzi. This is Sports Rage. So we're going into the fourth quarter right now. The uh, New Orleans Pelicans await the games on Thursday night in Vegas. And then what the final is Saturday. I'll give them credit. You know, they're not stretching this thing out now, at least. It's pretty quick. Boom, boom, boom. And there'll be some interest in this thing on Saturday, especially since there's only the Army-Navy stuff this week. The bowl season starts in two Saturdays. I told you guys at the half that I thought that the Phoenix Suns were very live at plus nine and a half. I told you they're going to get back in it. Well, they're back in it. It's 83-82. The total is a little light right now as far as uh, the, the pregame number. I've got a 230. The in-game total right now is 224 and a half. Uh, but we do have a close game, obviously a one-point game. And the money line right now, the Phoenix Suns are minus 105. The Lakers are minus 125. I'm already on Phoenix. I'm going to maintain that Phoenix come back and win this game. All right, so we talked a lot of basketball tonight, football. We got more football talk coming up. Let's get a little Otani talk going on here a little bit. Let me get the updated numbers. I got to tell you, not everybody has this right now, but I do have access to this. I know some of you do, some of you don't. For the record, um, it's Bet365 that still does have Otani props up, but... Not in every market. And similar situation with FanDuel. From what I understand, FanDuel still has Otani uh, market up in Ontario, but it isn't in many U.S. states. Bet365, I don't know if it's region by region, but I'm looking at the number right now. I got Otani at minus 175 to be with the Dodgers. 
Uh, Toronto Blue Jays right now are plus 160. The number continues to plummet for the, the, the Blue Jays. There's been a couple of little sort of, I'll tell you what. I told you my Twitter blew up last week. I threw it out there, and people, some people, oh, yeah, baseball insider Morenci said, and what did I say? I said, it's down to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. People laughed at me, said I was crazy. The Blue Jays don't have a hope in hell, blah, blah, blah. Well, what are the sports books saying now? It's down to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, right? And everybody in the baseball world is saying the same thing right now. It's down to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. I still believe he's going to be a Los Angeles Dodger, but I'll tell you what, the Toronto Blue Jays general manager and president seem to be in a pretty good freaking mood today at the winter meetings. I'll tell you that. Like they, you know, no comment, grinning, smiling. One way or the other, the Blue Jays have something up their sleeves. And we've told you this all along. And if they don't get Otani, I think they're going to get Soto or they're going to get Yamamoto or they're going to get, you know, a, a Cody Ballinger. Look for the Blue Jays to be super aggressive over the next couple of days as this Otani stuff unfolds. Uh, we'll, we'll save some of this uh, for the AM radio affiliates in a couple of moments, but Dodger Nation are upset at Dave Roberts. Breaking news, right? And I'm bald. So when are, like, it's funny because Dodger fans are flipping out about Dave Roberts admitting that they, they met with Otani a couple of days ago. And they're like, oh, you're going to blow the deal. Otani doesn't want any leaks. Meanwhile, John Schneider and the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, it was great. It's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's great that we have a chance of getting them. And the bidding's been done right now. The whole thing about not leaking was don't leak the, 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 the details of the offer. Right? Nobody's leaked any details of the offer for the most part. There was some sort of mini leaks out of L.A. that they offered in between. Uh, it was like $630 million. Um, for a 10-year deal, $63 million a year. Let's roll. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pistol players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The quickest 180 minutes in sports talk and television continues. Uh, shout out to everybody joining us uh, right now. The 50,000-watt juggernaut, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in the house, SoCal. Repping. The question is, will Shohei Otani still be in SoCal when it's all said and done? The rumor mill is obviously flying fast and furious uh, right now. The few sports books that still have the numbers up have the Los Angeles Dodgers still as the front runner at minus 175. The Toronto Blue Jays are currently at plus 160, and then there's a big drop off. But I'll tell you what, the third team in contention uh, right now that some people believe that Otani will actually stay with the Los Angeles Angels. Now, I think that's as crazy as believing that Caleb Williams is going to stay in college and not go to the National Football League. But crazier things have happened. Florida State didn't make the college football playoffs, right? So the Angels are actually third right now at 7-1. to one. I highly doubt, I personally don't see why he would stay with the Angels. He has a chance to escape L.A., so to speak, or at least the O.C., um, does he end up with the Toronto Blue Jays? Dodger Nation is furious once again with Dave Roberts. But when, 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 when aren't they? So Dave Roberts, there's all the talk all the time about Otani. They don't want any leaks. They don't want you talking about anything. And Dave Roberts uh, said that they met with Otani a couple of days ago and that Otani is their top priority. I think the Los Angeles Dodger brass are more upset about this than Otani because they basically admitted that it's their top priority. We all know it's their top priority, but it's sort of like uh, being in high school or something, right? You don't want to tell the girl that you like that you like her unless you know you're going to get her, and the Los Angeles Dodger fan base is not going to be happy unless they get Otani. Meanwhile, people in Toronto right now, they're, they're, they're like Fry from Futurama. Take my money. They've got, like, piles of money in their hands right now, ready to buy Otani Trotto Blue, Blue Jay jersey. Things are getting loco. We'll get you caught up on the other side. Add more. Rick Saratella is going to join us. we got a tight basketball game. This is Portrait. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, it's getting pretty crazy. This is Portrait. I am Renzi. We've had a goal in Vancouver right now, 5-3 right now. New Jersey Devils lead the Vancouver Canucks. Brock Besser with the goal for the Vancouver Canucks. If you were with us earlier, we gave a same-game parlay. We put it together live on the show, actually, at 14-1. Uh, to 1. Jack Hughes to score a goal, check. Brock Besser to score a goal, check. Elias Pedersen to score a goal. We need Pedersen to score a goal. He had a 14-1 to parlay right now. There's 12 minutes and 24 seconds remaining uh, in this hockey game. And I have another same-game parlay with the Hughes brothers. Jack Hughes to score and Quinn Hughes to score, but Luke Hughes scored. Only the ninth time in NHL history the three brothers have been playing in the same game, and two of them have actually scored. Uh, but we need the other one to score right now to close out a four, a, uh, an 8-1 to uh, same-game parlay. So we got a 14 to 1 and an 8 to 1 that it's alive with two different dudes on the Canucks to score goals here. There is still 12 minutes remaining uh in the hockey game. Entertaining hockey game in Vancouver tonight. The game's gone over the number. Entertaining basketball game uh going on right now. The Lakers just went on a little bit of a run. 94 to 89, seven and a half minutes left in the game, 737 to be exact. The Lakers are currently five and a half point uh, favorites in game. The total is two twenty-one. And a half. It's a little off the pace as far as the total uh, is concerned. And we're here, you know, to do some in-game betting before Rick Saratella joins us. The Canucks are down five-three right now with twelve twenty-four left. They're getting two and a half goals. I'm going to jump in. I think the Canucks potentially could come back and actually win this game. They're twelve to one to win the game. We'll sprinkle on that, but let's go with the Canucks at uh, plus. Plus two and a half. I can see the Canucks losing by one, maybe a heartbreaker here, but I think they're going to get back in this thing after they just scored this goal. So we just took the Canucks, minus 120, plus two and a half goals. They're down 5-3 right now, um, and there's 12-24 left in the game. The new in-game total right now is nine and a half. This total is light at nine and a half. We're already at eight goals. I'm expecting Vancouver to score again and make it 5-4. We see all the time... Teams will pull their goalie when they're down by two goals as well. They'll pull their goalie when they're down by three goals. So I would recommend. I think we got some good spots here, guys, actually. So, you know, I'm going to bet we're we're pulling the trigger here. I think we got some good spots. Vancouver Canucks plus two and a half. And uh, New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks over nine and a half right now. As I stated, we're already at eight. There should be another natural goal. Before we get into pull the gold uh, territory, uh, and, and and on the plus side of this, all right, we got Vancouver plus two and a half. Let's just say hypothetically, New Jersey score and they're up by three. Suddenly, one more goal gets us there, and if they're down by three, the Canucks they will pull their goalie. But I got a feeling Vancouver score make this five four, make things things really interesting uh, over the last ten minutes of this game. They're already pressing right now as we speak. Something I want to get to, we did not get to yet uh, this evening, but the transfer portal is going crazy in college football uh, right now. And Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel, of course, lit it up with the Oklahoma Sooners uh, this year, former uh, UCF uh, quarterback. He's in the transfer portal, and it looks like it hasn't taken long for him to find uh, a new team. The Oregon Ducks. 
Bo Nix, of course, will be moving on to the National Football League. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is expected to visit uh, Eugene. Um, but uh, Pete uh, Thamel is reporting that the Ducks is basically all but done. The Ducks are the favorite. He's going to go there, and he's going to basically be a, a Duck. Um, the USC Trojans. The USC Trojans miss out. USC were interested in Dylan Gabriel. Of course, Caleb Williams uh, will be moving on, although some believe that uh, you know it's not a done deal um, that, that he has because he hasn't officially announced. I think it, he will. Mississippi State swung for defenses. Why not? The Ducks have done a nice job, though. This is the new deal in the modern college football world, right? You don't really have to start over a quarterback ever. You just get a good quarterback that played somewhere else, and he steps into your system right now. Like, look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame couldn't get a good quarterback for years, right? Their the quarterback play has struggled, and, you know, they, they bring in Sam Hartman. It was better. Um and now they replace Sam Hartman with the kid from Duke, right? The Riley Leonard, right? They're sort of going down this path. But, yeah, so it looks like Dylan Gabriel is going to be in a, an Oregon duck. As far as the Florida State stuff is concerned, it's starting, you know what? People are going to move on from it. It is it is what it is. Um, Ron DeSantis has actually earmarked a million dollars to file a lawsuit which I actually have been as vocal as anybody believing that Florida State got screwed over. But at the same point in time, like, I really don't understand who are you suing? <laughs> like, like, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, we live in an era right now. It's funny, too, because the people that are always calling everyone cupcakes are always the biggest cupcakes. But we live in an era right now that if, like, you don't get what you want, somehow, like, you can sell. It's like, all right, was it fair? No, but... It's it's not like the state of Florida is right. <laughs> it's not like there's some like legal right to be in the college football playoff. There's a college football playoff committee. They decide. Everybody knows going in. It's just ridiculous to me, right? I mean, what, shouldn't the state of Florida have better things to spend money on at a million dollars on a frivolous lawsuit that's not going to go anywhere? So what what, what do you think? You're going to be awarded damages? <laughs> Like this, you know, the stupidity, man. Like honestly, right? Like you, know, you got people. Like there's all kinds of better ways to spend a million dollars if you're the state of Florida than to try to sue the college football playoff committee. That's an independent entity that can put whoever the hell they want in. Like I, it's just you know, I just find that to be a little bit, uh, a little bit comical and stupid, but. As I tweeted tonight, there's a great, um, basically that new video game, GTA, that's coming out. <laughs> it's um, it's basically like all just like real Florida scenes. It's a great video. Follow me on Twitter at uh, SportsRage. It's actually really good. They're definitely going to get sued, though. So, like, basically, like, they just take, like, a crazy girl in Florida waving, like, a knife on her lawn, and they put her in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire game is just basically like real. Like people have like real the video next to the video game, which I'm sure some. I'm like this crazy lady could sue for sure. She could say that's definitely me. Here's the damn video. So as I stated, Florida should be worried about a lot of other things besides suing. Like you know, oh, I'm gonna sue. Sue who? Sue what? Right? Like I'm not even a freaking lawyer, and I can tell you it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But we can't. Uh, we can't say that we're not fired up for these uh, the college football playoffs, despite the fact that Florida State are on the outside uh, looking in. I do think Florida State are extremely live, though, against the Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldog interest in this game will not be the same as Florida State's. And don't forget, there is a coaches poll. There is an AP poll and stuff. There's an avenue for Florida to be thrown a national championship from somebody. Right? At least enough to hang your hat on, put a banner up, sell some merch. You know what I'm saying? And, and another thing is, too, if Michigan lose to Alabama, which a lot of people think they're going to, I don't, but a lot of people think they will, and everybody thinks Texas is going to be Washington, Florida State might actually be the only undefeated team left in the country, actually. And if they beat Georgia, I'm telling you, well, I'll tell you right now, though, they won't give credit. To, to, to Florida State then. They'll, they'll say that, well, you know what, if Georgia really weren't all that interested, and that, that's the only reason why uh, Florida State won. 
It's a ridiculous system, whatever. We're going to 12 teams next year, but it'll just be more of the same, guys, uh, next year. It'll just be all uh, Big Ten and SEC teams in, in the playoff. They just basically told the ACC that they're nothing and that it doesn't matter what you do in the ACC. You're a junior Pop Warner conference. Rick Saratella. Rick Hot Take Saratella. We'll step up and then we'll see what's cooking in Rick's kitchen. The Twisted Tuesday, this is Sports Rage. Let's talk football, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's the Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moretz. You know, pitch the players, the hustles, the people, the bustle, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Good Radio and Television Network, Chef Delamare and Radio Affiliates, including the great Mightier 1090, the 50,000 watt juggernaut ESPN Radio in the house. Cal repping. Let's send it to the East Coast. A Jersey Shore style. Rick Saratella steps up in all access uh, football, the founder of the NFL Draft Bible, and a more. What's going on, Rick? How you doing? Oh, we're just fist pumping over here at the Jersey Shore. What's happening, Gabriel? There's a lot of stuff uh, going on. It was a crazy, crazy week um, in the world of professional and college uh, football. But let's start off in the National uh, Football League. Man, it's just like one quarterback after another uh, goes down. Some teams are able to survive without their uh, starting quarterback. Some others uh, have not been able to. Trevor Lawrence, the latest injury, high ankle sprain. I guess they dodged a bullet as far as a long-term injury is concerned. He's kind of a week-to-week, um, you know, he's in a week-to-week situation. They played the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of uh, teams with, with quarterback issues, this is really crazy, isn't it? As far as we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, there was 10 rookies that had started, which was uh, which was an NFL record. But not just rookies, but second, third string, practice roster. It's been a quarterback debacle this year in the National Football League. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you look around the National Football League quarterback landscape, I don't know if it's ever been in such dire streets. I mean, you've got the Timothy Boyles of the world, you've got uh, Jake Browning, uh, shout out to him, coming up big in the clutch. But if you look around uh, the starters, I mean, there's about maybe 10 to 12 competent quarterbacks and about 20 teams that really need to upgrade that position. Now, Trevor Lawrence Maybe added to that injury report, he'll be back before the end of the season. Let's be honest, though, Jacksonville is one of those hot and cold teams. There's really not a lot of continuity there in terms of their sustainability, right? They look great one week, then they lay a stinker the next week. For what it's worth, I'm not sure the Jacksonville Jaguars are are one of those teams I'm going to really put in the mix in terms of contention out of the AFC, I think we're we're starting to see the cream rise to the top. We're starting to separate those contenders from the pretenders, and Jacksonville just isn't it for me. Yeah, I don't know uh, personally, Rick. I think there's still there's still so much racetrack left right now. I think Jacksonville are a lot like a lot of teams in the National Football League that they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to to almost anybody. Listen, I think it was a devastating night uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not only did they lose the football game, Trevor Lawrence they might have dodged the bullet uh, with, but losing Christian Kirk is massive 
right? You know, Kirk's not a superstar wide receiver, but he had a great he had a great rapport with Lawrence, and he fit into their offense well. And we saw you take him out of the offense, and they just don't have that sort of next man up. It just changes everything. You know, Ridley's really good, but as far as the dynamic to go down the field, so now you want to they send Zay Jones down the field, and then it takes away Zay Jones sort of in the quick dump-off and slot area that he's been successful with. Peterson, I think, is smart enough to figure it out, but to me, the AFC is is still kind of wide open, right? I mean, like, who's – you say the cream's rising to the top. We have to give credit. I'd say Baltimore and Miami are that cream right now. I think Kansas City have flaws, Rick, but are you ready to say that the Miami Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl? And conversely, you and I have talked about it. The Baltimore Ravens, as good as they've been in the past, bro, in the regular season, they have had postseason failures in the Lamar Jackson era. Either they've lost that first game or he's been hurt, et cetera. But Harbaugh hasn't had a lot of success since he won that Super Bowl with Flacco in the postseason. No, but like you said, he did win a Super Bowl, and he's been to the mountaintop before. I will say Christian Kirk, you talk about explosive plays in the NFL – it seems like the NFL is now dictated by one or two explosive plays one direction or the other. So when you eliminate Christian Kirk from that offense, yeah, Ridley's good, Ingram's a weapon, Etienne out of the backfield, there's still weapons in the passing attack, but you eliminate that explosive big play threat down the field. And let's be honest, Kansas City, for whatever it's worth, Sky Moore, not really that dude, Kadarius Tony always hurt. Does Kansas City really have that big play threat? Rashid Rice, the rookie, uh, has been uh, playing formidable. But, you know, they're still Kansas City to me until, you know, you, you're the one that sat here and said they're the champs until they ain't. I'll agree with you on that one. I think Baltimore has the pedigree in terms of an MVP quarterback, a head coach that's been there and done that. And then Miami, you know, you think you, you want to like this squad, but where's the quality wins? They play a good team. They get pulverized. But I do think that, you know, come playoff time, if they can figure it out, if they can click on all cylinders and play a little defense, the Dolphins have what it takes to get hot at the right time if they can carry momentum into the playoffs. I agree with you. I've always thought Miami were scary and a dangerous football team, Rick. But I think that their their success is so predicated on home field advantage. Right? I mean, some teams, they can travel. Some teams, they can play on the road. I don't know if the Miami Dolphins, like, can, like, put it this way, I like the Miami Dolphins' chances a lot better against the Chiefs if the game is in South Beach, right? I like their chances a lot better to beat the Baltimore Ravens in late January if it's in South Beach and, and not in Maryland. You know what I'm saying? In the cold weather. Absolutely. They're not a cold weather, you know, and two will be the first one to tell you. They don't like the cold weather. They don't want to deal with it. They'd be better off not dealing with it. Let's talk about a long shot right now, and I think this is the line in the sand game for real. You know, it's sort of like the the pig in the Simpsons episode that flies away, and Homer says, it's still good, it's still good, it's still good, until Bart tells him, it's not good, it's gone. That's the Buffalo Bill season right now, Rick. Right? You want to hang on to hope that, you know what, they've shown flashes. Like, when the Bills are playing well, they're as good as anybody in the NFL. They don't know how to play for 60 minutes, and they play up and down to the level of competition, well, that's taken away from them now because the competition is going to be very, very tough from here on out uh, for them. Their season is literally on the line this week against Kansas City. Kansas City faltering a little bit right now. Kelsey seems to be aging uh, by the week. I think think Buffalo win this game this week, Rick. They need it. I think they're going to find a way not to choke in a big game this week. Who do you like? Well, I, I, I think um, Buffalo is fighting an uphill battle here. I think uh, they're in they're in a danger zone where they could fall to 6-8. and eight. They're a 500-ball club. I don't know if they're going to pull it out this weekend. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I thought he was drinking from the Fountain of Youth. Taylor Swift, I guess she's working him out too too much. He's, he's, uh, well, he's stretching now. himself too thin. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let me just say, 6-8, yeah, no. you got, they have to lose this weekend to Dallas as well. They could also be 8-6 and six in two weeks too. Right, like still, and I think this is yeah, this, I think is, the, this is this is like the, the Kentucky Derby guys are sort of like a a horse race in the NFL. Now that we're getting into December, now they're coming around the turn, and we are, anyone who watches horse racing knows a lot of stuff happens when you come down the stretch. All right, it, you know the, the the horses that are leading around the turn 
aren't always the horses that uh, are, are winning money and crossing the finish line first. So that's why I say this is it for the Bills. If you're going to do it, it has to. There's not like an if. It has to start now. You beat Kansas City. Then you host the Dallas Cowboys. You win those two football games. You've got your swagger back. You've got confidence back in beating elite football teams. And you're right back in, in the picture. But the Bills' problem is, and I talked about it a little bit last night, Rick, they've dug themselves a hole, bro. Like, they're in, like, 10th place, right? There's a lot of teams that are ahead of them that I don't know if are just going to suddenly disappear. That's the Bills' problem. So they better start winning football games to try to uh, try to control their own destiny as much as they possibly can. I mean, you know, look, the Houston Texans are good suddenly. And the Indianapolis Colts, man, Steichen doing an awesome job, Rick. This guy, like, just what an awesome job Steichen has done. Yeah, Manchu Mania is a real thing. And, you know, listen, there, there's uh, five games left. So even if the Bills go three and two, that's a nine that's seven record. Enough. That's probably not good enough. And so, and, and also, Four they're going to be coming better. in. Uh, regardless, they're going to be coming in as a wild card. They're going to probably have to be some road warriors. And we talk about the explosive plays. Like, you know, I'm not sure what's really going on there with Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen, but, you know, they've really never found a consistent bonafide weapon. Gabriel Davis, he comes and he goes. The ground game, it comes and it goes. Uh, they drafted the tight end. I don't think they really got what they expected from there. So, you know, the, the the Buffalo Bills, I mean, I think they're fighting an uphill battle. But, you know, Josh Allen, we just talked about the NFL is uh, the league of the haves and the have-nots. And if he gets hot heading into the playoffs, they got a shot. Well, the the Bills offense has been much better. Or Josh, put it this way, Josh Allen has been energized over the last couple of weeks. And it was the post-Ken Dorsey. I don't think he had anything personal against Ken Dorsey, but there there has been a shot in the arm as far as the energy is concerned. The lack of consistency has been a problem uh, for them. But the offense was great against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the offense was pretty good against the Jets the week before. They really should have won that game against the Eagles, but should have, could have, would have, sort of the history of the Buffalo Bills. But I think that with Brady... With Brady in here, you turnovers, missed missed opportunities, right? It was just sort of that one play as good as well as they were. As good as they were, that one play with Davis. Whose fault was it? Whatever. Davis is open. Did Allen throw it the wrong side? Did Davis turn the wrong way? But that's sort of the game uh, right there as well. But as far as Kincaid is concerned, he's come on. Right Over the last couple of weeks, the last month or so, he started to develop for real. He is a bona fide weapon uh, for uh, for Josh Allen. The offense isn't a problem, bro. The, the defense. I mean, if you really want to analyze it, that's what the Buffalo Bills' problem has been uh, this year. They had two opportunities to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, They had more than that, but, you know, late, late in regulation, all right, get a stop, you win the game. All right, you go to overtime, you score, get a stop, you win the game. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The Pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. It was a wild weekend. The Florida State controversy continues. They're talking about lawsuits and protests, and people are wondering whether they should show up or not. But I'll tell you what. I do believe that the Florida State Seminoles are a super live underdog against the Georgia Bulldogs. You have a Florida State will be motivated by the time they take the field to go uh, undefeated. And let's not forget, actually, guys, there's a coaches poll. There's an AP poll uh, as well when it's all said and done. There could there is the potential if they go 14 and 0 that somebody actually votes them number one when it's all said and done. And especially considering, guys, if you look at the the we you know what's crazy about this, Rick. There's a possibility that the undefeated team, they'll be the only undefeated team in the country and actually not win the championship, which is pretty insane. Like, Michigan are undefeated and Washington are undefeated, but Texas and Alabama both have a loss. So if Texas and Alabama win, that means the national champion is going to have one loss. Florida State, potentially, would have to be Georgia. But I have to wonder about Georgia's interest in this football game, being the number one team in the country for, for you know three years running, you lose one game, Rick, and they keep you out of the playoffs. If anybody really has a right to be upset, I think it is the Georgia Bulldogs. But let's talk about uh, all the, you know, the transfer portal is going crazy right now, Rick. But as far as the NFL is concerned, you seem uh, not to like Caleb Williams very much. <laughs> You're always finding a reason. To, uh, to criticize. Well, I'm just saying in my own opinion. So I don't know if you're going to criticize him now <laughs> for not playing in the meaningless holiday bowl right now in which the USC Trojans are a train wreck. He would have to be insane to play in this football game. But for the record, Bo Nix is playing in his bowl game. Um, it's a little bit different, but still, Bo Nix will be playing. Caleb Williams will not be. Caleb Williams off to the NFL. And all that talk about, oh, yeah, he's going to come back to college, I think is pretty stupid now, isn't it, Rick? That people talked about before. He's going to the NFL. Well, I mean, Caleb Williams has been my number one rated quarterback, it feels, for like the past three years. So I don't know how much I hate him. I think we just tended to disagree on his, uh, you know, a tearful moment. You, you, you tended to believe that he was uh, uh, crying because he just cares so much about the game of football. I, I tend to believe he was crying because he was watching his draft stock go up in flames. But, uh, you know, we'll figure that out come April. Uh, he could be the first player to sit out a bowl game and return to school the next year. So that's an interesting storyline. And I do think NIL He's will play. He's not returning to school, Rick. Like, do you honestly, like, you, re- you really believe that that's a take? It's out there. I mean, I will, you know, as a betting man, you want to bet on that? You really, you really think he's going back to what? To go to the Big Ten and finish four and eight, or is he what he's transferring? <laughs> well, yeah, he's going no, to the like, NFL, like, bro. Well, you know, listen. I think when Eli Manning came out, or when John Elway came out, they said, "Ah, you know, uh, Eli Manning, I don't want to play for the Chargers." Uh, that's fine. Well, Caleb Williams has a better option. He can go collect $10 million of NIL money if he wants to. So I, I do think that's in play. I do think that, you know, Bo Nix returned for $5 million this year. He's going to be older than some of the quarterbacks in the league. Like, we're seeing the ramifications of COVID, the extra year of eligibility, combined with the NIL and transfer portal, which we've never seen before. Guys are coming into the league, like Bo Nix, Michael Penix. They're going to be older than some of the quarterbacks, like they'll, they'll be older than Kenny Pickett. They'll be older than C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence. Like we've never seen this in the history of college football. So I do think NIL is real. It's the reason why Shador Sanders is staying. It's the reason why Quinn Ewers is staying because he doesn't know if he's going to be a first-round pick or a second-round pick or a third-round pick, but he knows he could go and make $5 million if he goes back to Texas. Oh, by the way, Arch Manning who they had to pay a million dollars just to be a third-string quarterback, he's hitting the portal now. So you're right. Uh, a thousand players entered the transfer portal on the first window opening or whatever they're calling it these days. And so, you know, I do think it's on the table for Caleb Williams to return because, yes, he can make just as much money 
as he could if he entered the NFL draft. And I don't know how he feels about the Chicago Bears who are picking number one. I don't know how he feels about the New England Patriots who are picking number two. I don't know what this young man feels, but I do know that he wears his emotions on his sleeves and he's bound to cry like Dick Vermeil at any given moment. For the record, Arch Manning hasn't entered any transfer portal, though. He has he not hasn't, yet. Uh, no. It did cost the Texas Longhorns $1 million to keep him on the roster this year, to get him to commit. A million dollars, third-string quarterback. Well, it's not their money. <laughs> it's, it's boosters' well, I mean, money. But you're saying, like, Caleb Williams, what do you think he's going to command at, in, in, in NIL money if he come back to USC? Could he possibly make more money than what I don't a think he cares about NIL money, Rick. He cares about NFL money. Like I think the NL money's done, but listen, he's minus three fifty to be the first round, to be the first pick of the draft for a reason. It's not minus three fifty that he returns back to college. I mean, we could have a debate whether he's actually going to be the number one pick of the draft or not. I think that's a fair debate. But oh, he will be. I, I, he will be. So then He'll why? The then, yeah, then why well, would he, he return I, to I college? Guess, was, was, it, was it his father that was on the record as to saying like Caleb's not really? decided on, you know, depending on who has the number one pick and if he likes the situation, we'll just we'll determine whether or not he comes out for the draft. And and for the record, Caleb Williams has been quoted as saying, I have not made up my mind. I have not made a decision, but I am going to sit out the bowl game. So what does that tell you? He's going to sit out the bowl game. He's going to weigh his decisions, a.k.a. He's going to see how much money's on the table for NIL. He's going to see if the Chicago Bears have the number one pick. He's going to huddle with his camp, determine whether or not Ryan Poles is coming or going, if there's any stability in Chicago, if they ever had a good quarterback since Jim McMahon, if that's the cape he wants to wear. And if not, he can go have fun, go play and giggle or cry or whatever emotion he's feeling up in USC with without the pressure and get paid more. Bo Nix made more money this year than if he were to come out to the uh, for the NFL draft last year. Yeah, but Bo Nix... Yeah, but a lot of guys did. You know what I mean? I mean, Brock Purdy makes $800,000, but Bo yeah. Nix also wasn't projected to be the number one pick in the draft. That's like saying that Victor Wembanyama will decide to step, play in, in France for another year. <laughs> well, listen, hey, Gabe, if, I, if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm declaring for the NFL draft. That's me personally. But I can't sit here and claim that I know what Caleb Williams is feeling when he was just quoted this week as saying he hasn't made up his mind. I'm there's, not in his head. But there's no... Listen, I think we could argue, we could debate whether J.J. McCarthy is going to enter the draft or not, right? I don't, like Caleb Williams, I don't think it's really a conversation. You can believe it. I mean, you're, you're free, you know. I don't think, is he going to be a problem to deal with? I don't dispute that. If his father is overly involved with contract negotiations, I think that's one thing that some teams are sort of like, well, oh, God, we're going to have to deal with this. But he's not in any position to be holding anyone hostage. You've been saying yourself all along, a lot of people like Drake may more than him. So it's not like he he can walk in there with some sort of attitude, Rick, in my opinion, right? I mean, he's basically going to have to prove that he's worthy of the number one pick as opposed to, you know, I don't think, like I said, he still has work to do. There's still, there's still the process to go through everything, but I don't imagine he'll do very much at the combine either, though, to be honest. I think he'll let the tape speak for itself. I don't think Caleb Williams has to lift a finger between now and April and he'll be the number one pick. Whether or not that's the career path he wants to choose, I have no idea. Well, I think so. I would just say, do you really honestly believe he's going to go back to college and that with the USC Trojans as bad as they are and go into a tougher conference? Do I, do I, do do I think 10? he's going to return to college? I, don't, I think he's going to come out for the draft, Gabe. But have no, I, I understand? I don't know why we, we spent we, five we, minutes talking about this because it's pointless. So we know he's going to the NFL. No, it's not pointless because we're living in an era where anything is possible and where NIL money and transfer portal money is a real thing. It's it's pro football. It's modern day. Yeah, it is. If, if you're you, not a guy that's the number one pick, like Shador Sanders, bro, is nowhere near to close to being the number one pick in the NFL draft. So like, why would he like? You know what I mean? He's hyped up because he's Dion's son and he played for Colorado. He's going to make a ton of money. He's overpaid. Right, but it doesn't mean that he has any like sort of any sort Shador of. Shador Sanders like, is returning control. to school. He, Shador Sanders would be possibly the second quarterback off the board if he came out in the draft. But he's deciding to go back to school because he's got nil money, right? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Shador. Do you think so? Do you think he'll be the number one pick taken next year, Shador Sanders? Because that's why he's going back. That's what they think. 
right? That you know what? Well, Dion well, said that Kalen Williams has already been anointed the number one quarterback, and Shador doesn't play second fiddle to anybody. Those are Dion Sanders' words. So I think Shador Sanders is coming yeah. back to school with with the goal to be the number one pick. Do I think he'll be the number one pick? Uh, pr- probably not. I think he'll be the same. Uh, of what we think about him right now, which is a potential franchise quarterback who's gutsy as hell, who shows tremendous leadership, who's very mature beyond his years, can make all the throws, can pick up the first down with his feet if needed to. I don't think he's going to improve his draft stock. I think he's a first-round pick whether he comes out this year or next year. I just think that Dion is kind of telling him, like, hey, I'm trying to build something here, so you and your brother are going to stay here for another year. And that's that's what Dion says. But uh, to me, I don't think he's going to improve his draft stock si- significantly by coming back and playing another losing season on the Colorado football program. Like, look at J- so look at JJ McCarthy. We got about a minute and a half here, or two minutes. Look at JJ McCarthy. I don't think JJ McCarthy's decision, Rick, will have anything to do with NIL money, right? Like, I don't think he's going to be. They're going to be like, oh, if I come back, I get three million dollars as opposed to the one point six now I get. His decision will be made on where am I going to get drafted in the NFL? Am I going to be, a, you know, am I an early second round pick? Am I a late first round pick? Am I a top 10 pick? And I don't think we know, right? If I, and me personally, if I was advising J.J. McCarthy, I would tell him to go back to college for one more year. I would disagree. I would tell him to declare because the, the NFL needs quarterbacks. The NFL needs quarterbacks. They do. Strike while the iron's hot. So where hot. do you think he would go then? He would go me in the first round, absolutely. He would go in the first round. I think McCarthy would be a top 13 to, like, I don't know, 11 to 15 type. I think he's a mid-early first rounder, actually, if he entered the draft. Would you agree with that? I think he's a first-round pick, absolutely, slam dunk. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess, you know, that's that's a decision. I think, I think it has more to do with the ramifications from this Michigan Scandal, or is there going to be a penalty? No, I don't think it's the scandal. Look, they just played six games without him this year, Rick. I think it's basically the some people close to McCarthy basically said he's not thinking about it because it's about winning the national championship. Yeah, right. He's laser focused. They're going to win the championship, and then Harbaugh's off to the NFL. McCarthy's off to the NFL. They should all go off to the NFL because there's not going to be a lot to pick up from the ashes that's remaining in Ann Arbor. Um, Harbor, uh, Harbaugh's not going to the NFL, bro. If he wins a national championship, they're going to build a freaking statue next to Bo uh, in Ann Arbor, and he's going to be like he could be the governor of Michigan for the rest of his life uh, after. I wouldn't, um, and the whole ashes of that, what, what do you think is going to happen to them? What can already happen to them that, that, that hasn't already happened to them? <laughs> well, I don't, what, I don't, I don't. Suspend Harbaugh again? Well, like they just I don't, did. I don't. I, I don't think all the details have kind of been put out there yet for the public. I think there's still more to come. I think that if Michigan wins the national championship, there'll be even more hatred. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. (laughs) 
Three-minute warning. Quick as 100 minutes of sports talk and television radio. Shout out to our guy, Rick Saratella. Always love going back and forth with our boy, Rick. Shout out to our guy, big man on campus. Jeff Nadu in the house early. The Ridge Renner Cam Stewart, Andrew McKinnis. We'll have a full house on the Wicked Wednesday. Um, it's been a lot of talk about how bad the officiating in the National Football League uh, has been. And, of course, all the controversy about the College Football Playoff Committee. But the NBA has a problem as well. Absolutely brutal, brutal call late in the basketball game with the Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. LeBron James goes off. The guy really is unbelievable to do what he's doing at this age, 31-8. and eight. Uh, But Austin Reeves turned the ball over, and somehow they awarded LeBron James and the Lakers a timeout. And it, it for... I've never seen anything like it. It was one one of the most baffling and worst calls you're ever going to see. Lakers uh, win by three. Game goes under. Uh, they advance. So they've advanced into the uh, the semifinals. We've got advanced numbers for you right now, opening numbers. The Los Angeles Lakers are two-and-a-half-point favorites in Las Vegas against the Pelicans Thursday night. And um, the total is 229-and-a-half. The Pacers will play the Bucks. Should be a track meet. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt to track meet. Uh, the total is 254.5. The Milwaukee Bucks are only four-point favorites. I know the Pacers are a good upstart young basketball team, uh, but, you know, it was one thing to play the Pacers at home. Now it's another thing on a neutral court in Vegas. Milwaukee looked like they want this thing. You know, welcome Dame Lillard in with a trophy. Add uh, another piece of hardware to the mantle that they already have with their, their NBA championship. So uh, Bucks are uh, four-point favorites, and as far as the futures are concerned for the tournament, the Bucks are now plus 165 to win the in-season tournament. The Lakers are plus 230. The Pelicans are plus 380, and the uh, Pacers are plus 440. For the record, we cashed the Vancouver Canucks plus 2.5 and the over 9.5. We hope you did as well. I can't click it for you. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 